Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the 23 Personal Podcast. This is your post-game instant reaction podcast to the Texas Tech versus Arizona game that just ended. I'm your host, Spencer, joined by Michael. Hey, guys, how are y'all doing? That's far too chipper. Oh, my coffee kicked in way too late. It is 1.30 in the a.m., 1.38, and we just watched a pooper of a game. Yeah, um, double flusher. We were, we were doubled. Got double. the old, uh, got the old double on us there. Twenty-eight to fourteen loss in Tucson. I'm not even sure where to start. Besides, this was a kick in the nuts. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty fair. Uh, I mean, I'm not sure where to start either. Aside from. There were a lot of things on defense that went right. Sure. That that's good. Uh, I think I think most people, especially most jaded, pessimistic tech fans, saw that ninety-yard drive coming from a mile away. Oh my gosh! We yeah, I felt it. But but even then, uh, even knowing that that was coming, holding someone to twenty-eight points. When you're Texas Tech, should uh, give you a good chance to win the game. You you should have won this game going away, if you let them score 28 points. So speaking about offense, because I think it's kind of where we're at right now. Um, I want to look at the drive charts for the Texas Tech offense. Okay. Punt, punt, interception, interception, touchdown. Punt, punt, downs, punt, half. You had and the downs. The, the downs was a fake field goal, right? That was a fake field goal. Yes. What in the world did that no actually idea. get called, or was that a? No, it had to be called because, like, as soon as it was snapped, the the kicker was running. That's right. That's what I. He headed off to the right, so that had to have been a designed play, but. I thought when I first saw it, well, maybe the snap was messed up and it's possible that he had to make a decision. But I think that was actually called. And to only be down six in the second quarter and go ahead and pull out a fake field goal, especially one that fails this spectacularly, seemed a little bit odd. Not a good coaching decision in my mind. And I said it in the chat as it happened. I was like, desperate much? I mean, you're down by six. And you get the ball back second half. You had 10 offensive drives in the first half. You ran 53 plays. Are you ready to hear what you did in the second half, Michael? I'm ready. Punt, touchdown, punt, downs. You You had four drives in the second half? You had four drives in the second half. 
Oh man, you ran fifty. Like I said, I don't want to say this. You ran fifty-three plays in the in the, in the first half. You ran fifteen, twenty-six, thirty-two in the second half. Well, can we talk a little bit about the plays that Tech did run on offense? What sure. was? Um... <laughs> Do you have something specific like the touchdown play where we didn't score? Or... Well, <laughs> I'm sorry, that's not it's not a thing. Just, we don't have a touchdown play. Um... You only score 14 points against one of the statistically worst defenses in the country. You don't have a touchdown play. No, you don't have much. No, I, I was I was more thinking of the. What seemed to be kind of a, just a lack of creativity in the play calling. Yeah, like we, well, I, I said we saw a lot of people say that the offense was very vanilla in the first two weeks. I was like, I'm not sure if that was by design, <laughs> right? And then you see tonight is like, uh, I think it really confirms that it wasn't by design in the first two weeks. That this is just the offense. Yeah, and at least Kyle and and there are a couple other guys in the in our chat we're talking about I think we're starting to see the we're starting to understand the value of Cliff Kingsbury as an offensive coordinator slash QB coach cuz Bowman looked bad like fundamentals yeah. technique whatever throwing off his back foot sidearm it when he didn't have to overthrown guys by 15 yards throwing it to the cameraman on the sideline. Like it just, it was bad. I know. And, and that's not something that you can really attest to any sort of play calling. It's when you're sailing the ball 15 feet over, not even really an open receiver, but just 15 feet over receivers in the end zone. There's nothing you can do about that. No, that that's a technique and fundamentals thing. It's not a, Oh, he just missed him. Uh, yeah, it, 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 when it's not he even him close. Like Forty-five feet. Yeah. So Tech finished the game with two touchdowns, only one in the first, and one in the third. That was that. Uh, both of them came as a result of some, I think, some pretty big gain plays. A uh, couple of bright spots on Romanic. Got to see him with the ball more than we'd seen him uh, previously, or at least make more of an impact than he was able to make previously. You know, four receptions, 78 yards, had a TD, had that 66-yard reception that uh, really kept the drive going. There were a lot of guys that caught balls. I mean, I think there were 12, 11. Yeah, there were 11. Oh, so too, sorry. They they spread it around quite a bit. Our guy Shine got the most carries, which is kind of what we thought was going to come in. But hey, back I, to I, what you just mentioned. I cashed in on a couple of our prop bets from the Counting the Kickoff show. Oh, that's right. I, I picked the over on eight and a half receivers, and I said Shine would be the team's leading carrier. That's right. And it was by twice. Like he had thirteen carries, just Roger Thompson seven. I went with you on Shine. I didn't think there would be this many receivers catch a ball. But then I also went the over on Khalil Tate rushing yards, which was set at 72 and a half, and he ended up with 17 carries for 129 yards. Well, and if you hadn't given up the 84-yarder, it would have been under. But 
that one counts. <laughs> no, no, for sure it does. I'm just saying, like, uh, I mean, 80, you know, if you take off 80 whatever yards from 145, you're in the 60s. Right. Yeah, this, this offense, I was worried about it after the UTEP game. A lot of us were. They only managed 104 rushing yards on Arizona, who's supposed to be a terrible defense. Uh, Arizona also managed uh, two takeaways on Tech. Boom. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. I'm going like, at yeah. least break 300 yards tonight, but... <laughs> It it barely it feels like I mean, I, passing yards for a tech offense feels like a cheap stat to follow. That's a good point. I mean, the the rushing yards is far more important. And you you were having decent success on the ground. You were averaging more than four yards a carry, and you were gashing them. But I think you'd get like a weird stuff at the line of scrimmage or like a behind the line, and then you'd abandon the run for like two drives it felt like like you'd have one negative play and it would just stick with you for forever I'll tell you who didn't abandon the run <laughs> was the Arizona Wildcats uh, 61 carries 314 yards and I believe they finished with 18 in a row they did they finished the game 18 carries in a row not counting the two point conversion Right, that's a good point because that may have been the only pass they in the fourth quarter. I'm not sure about that, but it's so maybe probably pretty close. They, they attempted in the second half. Yeah, <laughs> or at least what it felt like. It sure felt like that, and that's that's true. A lot of things may have felt worse than they were, but no, they were pretty bad. Yeah, so we we were kind of joking around there before the game, and we're talking about you know punts suck, and then you know we get. McNamara has a pretty he, for as many times as he had a punt, he did pretty well. Um, he had two downed inside the one. One yeah. of those drives ended on an interception, um, and then the other drive, you watched Arizona. Uh, where is the time of possession on that drive? I guess it was only yeah seven it was about minutes. Six. They drive 99-plus yards to score a touchdown on you. And the other thing I want to talk about, your defense looked gassed. Uh, the entire second half, you had guys going down on cramps. There was a, a string of plays. It was like every play, there was a guy that went, that went down. Um, And it just it got me being like real cynical, thinking back to 
all the the pub that Tapham Out TTU was getting this past week, even before they forced a player to tap out, <laughs> they were talking about like that's what they wanted to do. And, and granted, we, we talked about it too. One, I, I guess I didn't realize they hadn't actually done that to anybody yet. Um, but the uh, irony there is you, you talk so much about it and then Arizona does it to you. That's right. Over and over again. I mean, that 99-yard touchdown drive, those were the th- those were 13 of the 18 plays. Well, and they weren't snapping the ball with 30 seconds left on the shot clock or anything. They were letting that clock wind down too. And guys were still huffing it so much that they had to they had to tap out. Like yeah. you said, the drive before that, they took over with six minutes to go in the third quarter and ran off six minutes, 11 seconds of offense, 14 plays, 87 yards for a touchdown. So two drives back to back for your defense were 27 yards, sorry, 27 plays for 186 yards. My gosh. And greater than 13 minutes of game clock on back-to-back possessions. And believe it or not, I still think the defense played well enough for a competent tech offense to win this game. Right, because I mean, at that point, when you think about when Arizona took over on that, that last, or that, that touchdown I was just talking about, six minutes to go in the third quarter, They'd only like it was only four. It was fourteen to thirteen. Mm-hmm. You you were up, and they take the ball over. You know, twenty minutes of game time left. You had a lead. Well, I guess just under fifteen minutes of game time, you had the lead. Like you went into the fourth quarter with a lead, barely, because the next play was a scoring play. Um, but. I just I don't I don't even know. <laughs> I don't. This one sucked. Yeah, I, I know that you you predicted this as a loss. I think we both predicted this as a loss before the season. Um, and it's not like we were totally just homers when 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 we were saying that Tech had a great shot to win this game. Um, even the the guys in the broadcast team were like there was nothing on tape of Arizona all season to suggest they would have played this well defensively. And I don't know if they did play that well defensively. Our offense may just be that bad, which is right. The the two interceptions on Texas tech, like your defense being, no, it's fine. Your defense being so bad that you can't score against a defense rated in the 120s two weeks in a row. Well, the the interceptions were thrown. There wasn't even a receiver around. So I'm not sure that that's such a great play on the defense as much as they just had someone there instead of Tech. Somehow there was not a Tech soul around. But I, I wanted to bring up one other thing because not only – is Arizona supposed to be really bad at defense, but they are coming into this game. They were the most penalized team in the FBS. And they only committed five penalties. 
Yeah. Then they managed only five penalties for 37 yards tonight while Tech managed the most penalties that they've committed all year, seven for 60 yards. Three of which came against Terrence Steele in his first game back. That offensive line was moving a lot tonight. I think there were a few other ones they could have called. I know there was at least one uh, lineman down, ineligible, ineligible receiver downfield that could have been called against Tech that wasn't. It was right after Arizona had been called for it. Our lineman wasn't as you know wasn't ten yards downfield like the Arizona guy was, but he was at least five. Yeah, and was it Smith that had the targeting call? Yeah, it was Desmond Smith, and it was not even I, a question. I don't know the last time I felt that way about one of our own players. Like I was mad in that, like that was the dumbest thing he could have done. And it wasn't like a mistake and it wasn't like, you know, he held on, on like on, a, on an important play or something and it wiped away his scores. Like you dove with your, like leading with your head against a player who was on the ground Right. Stupid. And I I, I kind of took a shot at him in, in our chat and said that, oh, maybe our pass coverage will be better without Desmond Smith. He was kind of a liability. And it was until Zach McPherson got beat deep late, late in the game. But then they just quit passing him. <laughs> which is ironic. Cause like, so that it didn't matter. <laughs> I, was like, I guess the one guy we can't, that we were picking on is out of the games. We'll just run it now. Oh, speaking of run it, how um, fortuitous was when the announcers pointed out, oh, well, coming out of this timeout or this media timeout, whatever it was, Tech's really stacking the box here. They're, you know, they, they've realized that they're just... They're committing to the run. They're putting seven guys in the box, and they break off like a 30-yard run. Yeah, just ran outside and completely flummoxed the defense. No, I'll just run around the, the, the run blitz. Yeah. Yeah, we'll just avoid that altogether. Yeah. So I, I, I put out a question, a call for uh, reactions, impressions, all that kind of stuff. From our we got a lot of them. Twitter followers. R- Russ Mendo, first one to chime in. It's a gif of just a thumbs down. Can you? I'm going to show you this on the video where you can see it. That's all it is. He doesn't do anything. He just has his thumb, like holding his thumb down. I agree. Russ. Josh NTX has a... Um, a clown who looks like he's tied to a tree and he's watering the tree. So that's fun. It seems just a sad clown. I don't know the context aside from nope. it seems fitting. Sean Mitchell impression question mark two and 10. Uh, if you play like that, it's conceivable. You could not win another game. Sure. I don't think it's likely, but we've shown it. It's capable. We've shown this team is capable of playing this poorly. So, um, Kyle Lang, defense played well enough to win. The offense looked like poop. The stupid penalties are still there. Losing is losing. I still remain committed to watching every game, but it's hard to see this being a fun season. No, I agree. I Going into this game, we all thought that the penalties had been kind of cleared up, that the team was playing more mentally smart, sound game, if you will. And then you get a bunch of head scratchers tonight. You get the, those holding, uh, no, the, the, the false starts. You're like, what do you, you're on the offensive line. Like, you know, the snap count. 
And I don't understand that towards the end of the game. I don't think it would have mattered, but I think Tech's a Tech defensive player got called for trying to was he mimicking the snap count or something? Yeah, yeah. I I can't remember the words that the referee said, but he it was a cadence that he used that was loud enough to be interpreted as trying to draw the offense off trying to draw the offense into a false start. That makes sense, I guess. I guess that's bad. I guess you probably shouldn't do that. Yeah, and there was like a weird penalty against Coleman. Um, I, I don't know if you watched the video and that tweet I shared in the in the Slack chat. It, uh, for those that want to go see it, it's, it was posted by Eric Kelly. He's a local TV reporter, sports reporter in town. Um, after his interception late in the first half, Mike Defee, the head referee, calls him over and they're talking. And Col- I guess Coleman just kind of blows him off like halfway through the conversation, like, I got to go. And as he's walking away, Defee throws a flag on him. Yeah, Defee called him over and started getting into his face, telling him, I don't know what he was telling him. And he was also holding on to his jersey. He was physically holding on to him. And then once he took off, Defee threw the flag at him. Yeah. It was really weird. Eric, Eric Kelly caught that on the, I believe, I don't know if he was filming it or not, but it's definitely a sideline video it's a it's yeah. a good one and it's pretty egregious it, it doesn't not make any sense no. um aaron and emma in florida says yos isn't delivering the offense this team is used to this isn't a lo- a lose this isn't a one lose statement we scored 63 against houston week three last year houston was within a touchdown leeches washington state team yesterday y'all this team is not what it was last year so several things that i'm going to disagree with and pull holes in here we're not I don't think it's fair to compare this team to last year's saying that though, you can still say this team is not where it should be based on what we've seen from the talent level that was on the roster when Wells and Yost got here. And then what Yost and Wells have been able to do in offenses previous to Texas tech with lesser talent. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a different offense. Um, that statement's true. It's it's not the same offense that the team is used to. But I'm I'm with you. It's kind of an apple oranges deal. I mean, sure they, you know, Houston um, was within a touchdown of the Washington State game, but they did still lose, and they lost at home. Uh, and Tech also allowed that same Houston team to score, I think, 49 on them. So I guess there's some hope there. The the defense only allowed 28 today. Yeah, I'm not sure, man. Uh, Cooper Burnett, considering the Big 12 results from this week, how likely is a bowl game? Oh, I didn't think we'd make one before the season started. <laughs> I was a little more optimistic. I don't know if one game... Like, one, it's going to be hard to kind of project if what we saw tonight is going to continue throughout the season because your next game is in two weeks and it's against Oklahoma. So you can't say, oh, we played badly against Arizona and we also played badly against Oklahoma. We must really suck. It's likely that you'll, you won't play well against a team that's 
considered to be one of the top teams in the country, possibly competing for a national title this year. Like if you play poorly against them, like it's more of a statement of how good Oklahoma is and how bad you are. Yeah. Well, having said that I, though, I, I just, I don't know what, at what point in the season you'd be like, okay, yeah, we have a pretty good shot at making a bowl game unless you get to like week nine, whatever, with five wins. Like, oh, we got three more shots to get one more. Right. Well, I mean, we did that last year. That didn't turn out too well. No, we were like halfway through the season and we, you know, in five wins. No, I I think the other thing he's bringing up too is the fact that Kansas trounced Boston College out of nowhere, 48-24. Um Kansas State won on the road 31-24 against Mississippi State, and West Virginia came out of nowhere with 44-27 victory against NC State. So maybe they're not quite as uh, – well, we were, we've were we we've been kind of drinking the Kool-Aid on Kansas State the last few weeks, but maybe West Virginia and Kansas aren't going to be quite the pushovers we thought they were. It's – it's still too early to tell, but it is one of those things that does kind of make your bowl game hopes look a little less likely. Yeah, and, and I would say that with what we've seen from Kansas State, what they did today was more in line with what we've seen so far. Uh, the Kansas and West Virginia games are kind of outliers. and we'll, I think those will require some longer evaluation, right? And so, or those exceptions or that is that them progressing right so, that's a good point um rob bro just sent us a tweet of uh, a gif of leonardo dicaprio and wolf of wall street oh i think that was in reference to my coffee kicking in oh yes um brian asked does this game prove time is a flat circle i'll let you answer that one uh, I'm going to answer that with Kyle's tweet, uh, where Kyle Lang replies to that saying, we're in the upside down, where the defense plays well enough to win, but our offense is nowhere to be found. It's the exact inverse of how things have been for the last five years. It I think we felt strange. that way after a few games the last couple of years, where the defense played just well enough, but then the offense came up short. And like pun not intended but it is strange to see the team with a better defense not win the game and I don't know if that's just something we kind of were told and we just believe for all these years like well Texas Tech just have a very good defense defense usually wins games blah 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 but like going into this game obviously Texas Tech had the, the upper hand on defense and yeah. Arizona shows up week three with a defense um, your offense is pitiful, pathetic. Yeah, anemic. Uh, still skipping says, "How about that three-man rush?" Ooh. I, I assume he's talking about the Arizona rush and our offensive line, which got a lot of comments from the broadcast, like where they were saying, typically when you rush three, <laughs> the offensive line should have a pretty good advantage, having five of them versus three defensive. That it's kind of a numbers tonight. game, you would think. It didn't. It didn't help apparently because Arizona rushed three majority of the night and still got pressure. Which, again, you were bringing back 
Jack Anderson and Terrence Steele. Like, okay, our offensive line is back in 100%. Nope. Well, and if you want to do some well, some math on the inverse of that. And if this is 100%, there, I, this is not what you need. This You need a lot better. Yeah, well, if, if you're able to bring pressure with three, guess how many are covering the receivers you're supposed to be throwing to. So I mean, that it's, would be it's eight defenders versus five receivers. Sure, yeah. It doesn't work out if you're not forcing them to blitz or send more than three guys, mm-hmm. which is what Texas and Iowa State do so well, that they're able to get pressure with three and sit back with eight. Um. TTU Trisha says, why were we so predictable, in my opinion, with the play calls on offense? So many shovel passes that didn't work. Yeah, there, there were a lot of those sideline screens that just got blown up. Yep. Like, And it's not that the defense read them, but like got around the blocks, too. Like The blocks weren't there tonight. The few times no. that we did throw, we didn't throw it as many times as we have before. But when we did, they were just just exploded. Well, and they kind of were able to manhandle these first two opponents a little bit on those receiver-to-receiver blocks, or receiver-to-cornerback blocks, and that doesn't quite fly in the power five, it seems. No, and and, and what we were talking about in the, the countdown and kickoff show with um, Carson and Rob were that the Arizona defense had shown to be vulnerable upfield along the seams. And you saw Tech hit that a couple of times. There was, you know, a throw to Dante Thompson uh, that was he was w- wide open when he caught the ball. He just fell uh, in his attempt to catch the ball. And that long pass to McLean Mannix. Everything else though was either up the sideline uh, or a screenplay, which they just destroyed. Yeah, I think I saw someone bring up on Twitter genuinely asking when was the last time we threw in the middle you didn't see it very often no and and i and i i remember pointing out on the podcast last week it seemed like it was open because hawaii seemed to take advantage of that Mm -hmm. they had quite a few over the middle but tech wasn't able to take advantage of that tonight fabio naldino at naldino five no intermediate routes only 50 50 throws on the outside, bad screens, and that annoying slow handoff every time we ran the ball. That was one thing. It seemed like every time we tried to run the ball, it was a delayed handoff or like a draw. There wasn't any like, we're running the ball and we're just going to run down your throats. It was, we're going to let Arizona get upfield a little bit. But there were several times when they did that and Arizona was like in your backfield on top of your your, your running back. Mm-hmm. That was bad. Yep. I, I don't see the point in doing that every single time you're going to run the ball. Just no, hand it off. Yeah. Uh, he goes on to say, the whole game disappointing. We were unbalanced team until last year. Now we are pretty balanced, average, calm, common, and harmless in all phases. I don't disagree. Yeah, pretty pretty soft right now. I agree, Fabio. Um. So that's all we had on the Twitter. Stats-wise, I mean... You, I don't know what else to say. You did what I would think as well would be well enough to win, despite having those two second half drives eat up, um, thirteen minutes of clock and drive ninety nine and eighty seven yards. Because, like I said before, then 
they were only had only scored 13 points. Um, Michael, you got any final impressions or thoughts from the game? No, I, I, I don't feel good that I thought Tech might lose this one. I was really hoping I'd be wrong. You mean you're not going to shove it in our face like Labar does? <laughs> oh, hey, guys. I was right. Uh, yeah, man, I'm taking a shot at you. Let's go. I, I, may, I may do it eventually. But, <laughs> hey, I was but, right. But right now I'm not. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm really upset it came down to the fact that Tech just couldn't punch it in the end zone more than twice in – 24 minutes of having the ball. And, um, you know, the, the turnovers were terrible. The defense, actually, they picked up three turnovers. They got their first three toner, turnovers. And, um, you know, as well said before, when they when they show up, they'd come in bunches. Hey, he was right. Had zero coming into the game. Ended up with two interceptions and a fumble. That's great. Yeah, he had all those in the first half. Yeah. Counter that. You also threw two interceptions to not a single white jersey around. Um, I'm just You're really positive sure in the turnover this, margin. <laughs> yeah, barely. I'm I'm just really not sure where this offense is headed. Um, how they're going to be able to be productive against the OU's, the Texas's, the Iowa States, Kansas States of the Big Twelve. Um, I'm a little nervous. I'm a little more nervous than than I normally am. So I, I want to go back to one more thing real quick before we sign off. Um, Yost was, was asked in a post-practice media this week um, about his, his philosophy on recruiting quarterbacks. And he said something to the effect of like, you just have to, you have to find a quarterback that, that you're okay with his throwing motion because you're not going to change it. So it doesn't sound like like he's real big into teaching or coaching, changing quarterbacks' fundamentals. Yeah, or mechanics, mechanics, whatever you want to call them. But goodness gracious, like that, what we saw from Bowman's night, awful. I don't remember them it being like that last year. And I wonder if that's just a regression because he's not being coached. I think the Iowa State game was rough, but. A lot of it we put on, well, that was his first game back after the West Virginia injury. But, the, I mean, last week was the same way. There were a lot well, no, of missed yeah. deep balls last week. And I'm not saying it was just this this week. It, it's been that way. It's kind of creeped in a little bit, and we're starting to notice a whole lot more as our expectations of offense are not being met by reality. So we're starting to right. pick that apart a little bit more. Which even if you have the idea or the notion in the back of your head that that may be what you're going to see, it's one thing to kind of predict that. It's another thing to actually have to go through it and see it for almost four hours. Yeah. So it is 2.12 in the a.m. Michael, let's call it. I'm, I'm good. Sign her <laughs> off, man. All right, everybody, I appreciate you you tuning in. If you did, to the post-game instant reaction podcast for the 23 personnel. For Michael, I'm Spencer. We will see you on Wednesday with our bi-week preview. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers. 
hunt for muddy puddles and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig. Inspiring kid confidence.